action. Hello everyone and welcome to an apotheosis of a bombast episode number 71. I am your excellent host from England, Ultimate Manus, and joining me as always is the most excellent Scott Cobberman from America. How are you Scott? I'm very good, very good. Are you um, over your Christmas festivities and New Year's? Let's get out of the way, let's get out of the way now. Alright. Happy New Year. Happy New Year and too. all that malarkey. So that's all done. We don't have to worry about that. We it went quickly. Get... It seemed like it went from Thanksgiving to 2011 just in a snap. Yeah. Did you have a good time over that period? Yeah, it was pretty good. Just flew by, that's all. Oh, because you drove up to your parents as well, didn't you? Yeah, that was... Um, ended up being a pretty good drive. It just was... It was long. That was the main thing. And uh, on the trip home, when we drove home, we drove through the aftermath of a real big storm. They had about 30 inches of snow in New York City and New Jersey. And although Wicked. it wasn't wasn't snowing when we made the trip, they hadn't really taken care of the roads or anything yet, so it was the highway was down in one lane, we got stuck behind a plow, it, that ended up being uh, probably an extra four or five hours of travel time just because of the weather conditions. Bloody hell. See, I realised after all of our snow, I realised why our country banned snow. It's because it's rubbish and it just grinds everything to a halt and after, I don't know, two, three weeks of it, either it's going to snow, it has snowed, it's not thawing, it's going to snow, it has snowed again, it's not thawing again, it just gets monotonous and just too damn cold for me, so I can't deal with it at all. I think it got down to minus, we, we got a thermometer outside and I think it said minus 12, that might be a little bit wrong, but it was freezing at times it was horrible i'm definitely a fan of too hot more than too cold yeah i'd rather be sweaty and smelling a little bit rather than freezing my nuts off i know other people in my family would rather be cold than hot it's it's the sweat thing i think i i don't mind me sweating on other people (laughs) other people sweating on me is horrible though don't do that to me. Well, That's horrible. People say that, you know, if you're too cold, you can always put more stuff on. But if you're too hot, you can't really do anything about it. But well, there becomes a point where you you are wearing too many layers. You just can't function right. It's not comfortable to walk around with three or four jumpers on, is it? No. And a thermal underwear on underneath that and long johns over the top of them. No, it's, it's, it's not good. I'd rather be hot and sweaty and walking around in my pants than wearing seven or eight jumpers freezing my nuts off. <laughs> I can't argue with that. That sounds right. Yeah. So did you do anything for the new year palaver that is the new year, uh, really? Uh, we went to a friend's house, but it was it was very low-key. We just kind of stayed up to midnight, went home. <laughs> and unfortunately, uh, basically the last two days, which would be... The second and third, I've, I've just been bedridden, just sick. I don't know what it was. Touch of the flu, maybe, or a sinus infection. I'm not sure, but just literally did not get out of bed. <laughs> so, uh, Was it the man flu? I don't know what it was. It was, oh. But, you know, and it was the kind of thing where my kids would come in and be like, is 
daddy okay? I've never seen him like this. Uh, <laughs> oh. But I'm, I'm up and about today. But it, So for me, it kind of feels like the year just started today. So it really was... Um, when was New Year's? Um, Friday? Thursday? Uh, yeah, Friday night. Okay, yeah, because that's it. Then you know the weekend was a blur, and we're recording today, and it's... Uh, well, today's the 4th, but it really feels to me like it's it's January 1st, January 2nd. I hate that. I hate losing time like that when you get sick and you're like, oh my god, it's... I, I'm the kind of person, if I have a cold or something, I'll trudge through. It takes a lot for me to be just out. But like yesterday, I just slept all day yesterday. So I literally wow. lost a day. A day of my life I'll never get back. <laughs> well, there's... Literally days counting down until we all die in 2012. Anyway, we've got less than two years to live, so you know, maybe you shouldn't be putting your days away That's right. as frequently as what you have been in the I, last couple of days. Yeah, we could talk about it later. Or we could talk about it now. But have you heard about the um, the mass bird and fish deaths here in America? Yeah, I did. Like a thousand heard... birds in Arkansas, and then today they found another thousand birds in uh, I think it was Louisiana. Yeah. It's like right out of that, um, what was that TV show that was on for a little bit last year? The event? No, not the event. Um, oh, yeah, the event where nothing happened. Yeah. So the event didn't really happen. No, uh, Flash Forward, that's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. But, oh, yeah, uh, well, the crows fell out of the yeah, sky, didn't they? But that, so that's supposedly happening. And then mass deaths of fish, 100,000 fish kind of washed up on the shore in, in some lake. But um, if this was... 2012, everyone would be saying, oh, it started, it started. Oh, that'd be mass hysteria, wouldn't it? Yeah. It'd be brilliant, though, watching people just panic over dead fish and dead birds falling out of the sky. I don't know if you've you've seen some of the explanations. They're saying it could be like a lightning strike, it could be fireworks disorienting them, they could have crashed into a building. I heard about the fireworks going up and scaring them and... Uh, startling them and then them getting disorientated and oh confused that it's still dark and they're awake but i don't know about the fish i know the fish they're saying it could just be um like overpopulation but for them all to die at once like that seems seems weird yeah oh okay i'll give you a spooky thing that happened just before christmas to us i think it was uh the week after we'd recorded our last uh, show anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we have two goldfish in our uh, kitchen, and we stayed over my parents one weekend. Came back, and they're both dead. Oh. Both of them dead. Now I can understand one dying, then one being ill, or one jumping out the tank and dying. Or but to have both of them die on the same day because we had a neighbour come round, check on the cat and check on the fish, feed the fish and cat. And he said they were perfectly okay. And then to find them dead later on that day hmm. was bizarre. Now, we you know, we said our goodbyes down the, the, the wonderful porcelain toilet that we flushed the, toilet, uh, flushed the fish down. Hmm. And after that, I cleaned all the gear up. And I was cleaning up the pump. And I got a, a tiny tingle off of it. Not an excitement tingle, more like an electric shock. I was... Uh, cleaning it and then turning it on to see if it would pump out and it it wasn't blocked but I just wanted to get all the the muck out of it uh-huh. and I, I got a tiny little tingle so I think 
our fish were electrocuted to death. Now, what a horrible way to go, oh, even yeah. for a fish. Well, and the fish oh. not understanding what that is. No, just going, oh my god, oh, just flapping around. And it would explain them both dying yeah. within an hour of each other, or, you know, that day. But it's just a very bizarre coincidence, and kind of horrible as well. So, is it something that uh, there's a greater risk to to the family as a whole, or no? That's just kind of no, a... <laughs> no. I've just chucked everything away. Everything's gone now. <laughs> We're not going to have fish ever again, Sodom. But it wouldn't explain all the dead fish in America, though, would it? At all? No. Well, they they were saying that it's not um, pollution or or like electric current in the wa- in the water or something because it's just one species of fish that's dying. Oh, okay. So. Well, maybe there is something going on in the world. I don't know. The electricity field... No, not the electricity fields. The 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 mag, the magnetic poles are shifting. Or it's the aliens. Maybe. Or the aliens, yes. Mm-hmm. Every same person comes down to the aliens, don't they? It does. It always is. That's the easiest answer. Sometimes <laughs> the most obvious answer is the best answer. Yeah. And that's why the birds are flying into the ships that are hovering over our cities right now as we speak. That's right. But undetected. They're invisible. The birds crashed. We should be looking. Hmm. Excellent. <laughs> How was your Christmas? Uh, Christmas. Okay, right. You ready for this one? Yes. Christmas was the best sick Christmas we've ever had. Let's put it like that. I had the man flu. Literally, as I put the, the phone down to you on our last recording... I felt ill, and from that point onwards, up until maybe a, a two weeks later, I had the man flu, and I was literally on my back for two days, just rolling around going, oh, I'm so poorly, nearly got myself a little bell to tinkle and say, oh, come here, help me, <laughs> but didn't go that far. Then, I got over it, gradually, I think I'm over it now, definitely, but then... Uh, Kimmy caught it and she was on her back and just totally wiped out then Amanda caught it and then that's when the whole house just implodes because if the woman in the house catches an illness then it's oh my god what are we going to do how are we going to do stuff (laughs) how does this work how does that work where's this Um, where's that Where, where does this go where does this live and that happened for two days I suppose I think she caught the man flu because she was out like a light. Honest to God, she was just on her back. That was it. Mm. Couldn't do anything. But you had it first, so it's not like you came from school. No, that's right. But uh, that was the week up until Christmas. Jacob caught it uh, Christmas Eve Eve. Christmas Eve, both my kids were in bed by four o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, jeez. That never happens. Unless your kids are poorly. Yeah. Now, we sort of like shook them and said, are you sure you're that ill? They're like, yeah, we are really ill. And so we, they crept downstairs after a little while and they said, they're, they're a little better. And we watched the Polar Express and then it was, put all our stuff out for Santa and ship them up to bed. No arguments whatsoever. They're all in bed by half past seven. On Christmas Eve, 20 to 8, they're both asleep fast asleep and we're just sitting there mortified going oh my god what are we going to do then the coughing started now I don't know if you've ever tried this but trying to get a 
or Santa trying to get into their room and deliver their parcels <laughs> on the end of their bed with bells on it while they're coughing is a mission. It's absolutely terrifying at, at times because you're obviously Santa is sneaking around and these little bells are jingling and jangling and the the kids are coughing and spluttering and every time they cough and splutter Santa stops <laughs> and then starts again and then stops again and I think I think it was around about three four o'clock in the morning before Santa actually delivered his parcels to the kids. <laughs> And what time do they um, actually wake up then? Seven. No, that's pretty early. It was. It's. Was it seven? It, it was around about half six, seven, I suppose. And so, mummy and daddy did not get a lot of sleep that night. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was terrible. But we, we decided before we put the kids to bed, we all had like a family meeting and turned around and said, okay, right, we're going to make this the best sick Christmas ever. If we have a sick Christmas, this is going to be the best one ever. And so we're all pretty feeling pretty rough anyway, so we, we got it through like that, but the coughing just would not stop. Yeah. I do you get irritated with coughing? Oh yeah. Definitely. I I can't stand coughing. It bugs me. If if I'm doing it or if someone else is doing it. And to have three people doing it is oh, it's terrible. You know, literally ripping your eyes out of your <laughs> face because they're coughing so much. But that carried on until near New Year, and New Year was just a nice, quiet affair, to be honest. Sat down and watched Jules Holland, and I wanted to be in bed by 10, but we had to stay up and watch the, the festivities on, on the news, watch that, and then around about 1 o'clock we moseyed on up. Hmm. But it was good. That was exactly what I wanted to do on New Year's Eve, because I don't believe in New Year's Eve. It doesn't exist. Yeah, well, there's something about being really older than 12 or staying up to midnight just isn't that big a deal. Yeah, I do it on a daily basis anyway, yeah, so exactly. it's no biggie. But yeah, it was it was good fun. We all got lovely presents and other bits and kids enjoyed it as much as they could, I suppose. So, on with the year. On to year three of Apotheosis of Old Bombast. That's right. Did you have any um, uh, crummy presents you don't have to name names or anything like that. Uh, no, it was actually it was a fairly subdued set of Christmas gifts that I got, and uh, the, everything's been good and, and worked well. The big thing was uh, my son desperately wanted to build his own computer. You know, I, I get these magazines, and it's oh, for four hundred dollars, build your own PC, and has step-by-step instructions and a parts list and all. Yeah, he's a big fan of of models. So I had kind of mentioned to him back in October that maybe as like the ultimate model, he could look into doing that. And you know, he gets money for his birthday and for Christmas. And I said, well, use some of that money and maybe you could ask Uncle Brian and Grandma and Grandpa and, and people to give you parts instead of toys. And he did. He asked Santa for computer parts. He asked every, that's all he asked for. So we got the parts and uh, luckily magically he had all the parts he needed it wasn't there was nothing missing and nobody got duplicates and so Wicked. we were all set to build it um after christmas and i couldn't get to work we did all the parts and went through and um got like an error code so i tried to figure out what it was took it apart put it together again didn't work uh, waited till we got home and <clears throat> we did it didn't work i tried one more time 
and uh, magically it worked. So that was <laughs> that was a big deal. I, I don't know what was wrong in the first couple times. They say that when you uh, assemble a computer, it takes a lot more force to kind of like connect some of the components than you expect. Like you think you're going to break it, you have to push really hard sometimes. Right. Okay. But so that that had the potential to being like a big bust. I mean, especially for a little ten-year-old boy. But he was really good about it. And the toughest part was, uh, I hope it's not one of the parts from Santa that that doesn't work because we can't return that part. Oh, <laughs> gold. Yeah, you're right. I hope that's not what it was. But it turned out nothing was broken. It just was. It was something with the assembly, and it it was a lot of fun to build it. And uh, the magazine and stuff was. It had like photos and step-by-step instructions. It was really good. It, the hardest part was, uh, as I started to look online for advice. Yeah. There's like a million people who are experts on things, and <laughs> oh, you don't want to do that. You want to do this instead. And oh, yeah, you could get the AMD processor, but oh, you should get the Intel processor instead. And you know, Windows Seven. No, you should do Mac and like all this kind of stuff back and forth. And like, look, I just have this list of things. <laughs> I just want to know. Like one of the parts was uh, a memory component, and it was funny because you'd go through these forums and you type in like your symptoms, and you'd see ninety people have the same problems. So you yeah. know, it's not just you. And and instead of giving a solution, people criticize the parts you're trying to fit together. Like, just tell them what they did wrong. Don't say they should have spent $20 more or bought the wrong brand and stuff. No, you just want to build a basic computer and then work your way up from there, really, yeah. don't you? Yeah, But it was, it's good, and he's excited, and we actually got really good deals on, on different parts and stuff. But this, the thing was, uh, it all kind of came mail order, so if anything didn't work, it was going to be, you'd have to mail it back, and... If you send in the rebate on something, then it was not returnable anymore, and yeah, and it, it had the potential to be a bust, but it really has turned out good. So, so that's that's the little Christmas miracle that we had in our house. Oh, excellent! <laughs> yeah, it, it could go so easily belly up, couldn't it? Yeah, and I really I had underestimated the potential for disaster. I really thought it was. I I don't know why I just I was pretty confident it was going to work, and then as we went through and and tried to build the first time I was like this is this is going to be bad I don't have a I don't have a, a plan B if this doesn't work oh man but one I'm of the things it all worked out oh, sorry. one of the things I got was uh, Call of Duty Black Ops so I'm now oh, finally yes. available to be you know I've been playing Modern Warfare Modern Warfare bleh. I've been playing Modern Warfare 2 and there's still a lot of people playing that but the numbers are definitely dwindling and I have noticed on like my friends list, or especially my sons, like everyone's migrating to Black Ops. So, yeah, I think a lot of people, especially after the Christmas, they've migrated over to Black Ops, definitely. Yeah, and because we we also played our very first game on there as well, yes. didn't we? Yep, I popped Recently. on the other day right before I got sick. That was my. <laughs> it, it felt kind of awkward to be honest. <laughs> you came on, it's like, hi, waving like from corner. Hi, over there. Well, it was weird because well, because you all were were already playing, and I just yeah. kind of jumped in, and I mean, I didn't feel unwelcome, but I don't know. It's just I, I think most of the time it starts with I'll be with a group of three or four people uh, in like a, a party, and we're like, "Well, what should we do?" Well, let's go start this game. Okay, I'll set it up. I'll invite you in, and it's kind of like a 
different di- context to it, I guess. This I kind of walked in and was like, hey, guys, uh, yeah, I know all of you. Yeah. Shoot me. <laughs> See, I have, I still have a kind of stigma. I'm still a, a PlayStation guy. And there's also boundaries which I, I thought I would never, ever cross in gaming at all. I I got the online gaming and I, I started enjoying that, just playing weird yeah, total strangers on like uh, Modern Warfare, Modern Warfare Two, and football games and stuff like that. Then came the Xbox, and I've been playing on that. But with that, you get the headset as well. And I never thought I'd ever ever sit in my front room playing a game with a headset on. I thought, no, can't do that. That just seems one step beyond. <laughs> I no, because I I always see myself out of like an out-of-body experience looking at me yeah. with a headset on. You think, what a knob. <laughs> what an absolute idiot. What's he wearing? What's he do? Who's he talking to? But it works so well. Oh, yeah. I, I think it's because it's all wired and the PlayStation has a, wire, a, a Bluetooth one. But now I've crossed that boundary, I'm getting used to that. And it's... It's okay, and especially because I've I've met a couple of people that I play with anyway, so there's there's no worries there at all, which is quite cool. And I've spoken to other people um, that I play with as well, so I'm breaking down the boundaries very slowly. <laughs> yeah, most of the time I don't use the headset. I would only use it if I knew I was playing with people I I knew. But I'm yeah. amazed how many people play just singularly with their headset on. You know, I, I mute everybody when I play. Yeah, too But, right. uh, I mean, there's so many times that you hear, like, that seven-year-old kid, like, going, oh, yeah, look over here. You're calling out people by name. Yeah, uh, six or four, three, 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 two. You go over there, I'll go this way. Hey, Hellfire XXX. <laughs> you know, you shoot the corner. <laughs> you know, like, dude, who are you talking? They're not listening to you, or... Is that your signing name for something else? No, no. Something That's I'm purposely Hellfire trying to make X-X-X. stuff up. That's brilliant. That is actually a good one. <laughs> so, have you heard anything else weird or wonderful in the world of, you know, stuff? Well, you know, the big thing, like I said, was the the strange critter deaths. <laughs> and, and there was a uh, a list produced by a college here in the United States of... Words that are to be banned for the new year. It's um, oh, okay, cool. Lake Superior State University has released their 36th annual list of banished words. Their words that do tend... they do this every year? Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. So let's see. The popular list began January 1st, 1976, when former LSSU public relations director Bill Rabe and a group of friends each contributed a few expressions that they disliked to form the first list. Now they receive well over a thousand nominations annually. And the 2011 list recommends excluding viral, epic, fail, wow factor, BFF, man up, refudiate, I'm just saying. They can't stick BF. Is it BFF? BFF. Or BBF? BFF, best friends forever. Is that Paris Hilton getting into the dictionary? I don't know. This well, this they're saying they want to get rid of it. These these chicks call each other BFF, and it lasts for about ten minutes. Now there's BFFA. 
that's best friends for a while, and that makes a lot more sense. Uh, the college would like to see people stop using Facebook and Google as a verb. Oh, to Facebook and to Google. Yeah. Yeah, but you do you you Facebook someone and you Google. I think Google is just there though, isn't it? Yeah. That's just set in stone now. I've heard. I think it was in Hawaii Five O or some TV show that Microsoft had paid to have the script say they're going to bing someone the way they. You Google someone? Really? Google something? I'm going to bang it to try to make it more, like, pop culture I'm pretty sure it was Hawaii Five O. Right. So, yeah, I find it tedious when that sort of stuff ends up in songs. And, see, when, when someone sings about a mobile phone, it just throws me right out of the song. I don't even want to know about it. Or if someone's saying about Facebook or in a song, no, yeah. get out of here. Don't put that in your songs, you fools. <laughs> But that was basically it. I mean, I was, I was definitely, uh, I was shocked to find there was more animal creature deaths today. I'm sure there'll be more in the, in the coming week as the apocalypse sets upon us. As the uh, 2012 was it uh, December the 21st? It's like a trailer. Clock. It's like a trailer for 2012 coming yeah. next year. Birds will fall Frogs. from the sky. <laughs> Fish will crawl onto the land. Yeah. Well, over the um the Christmas period. I don't know whether it is just to do with Christmas and the Lord and stuff like that. I'm not knocking it or anything like that. Let me send you this link first. If you believe in this stuff, let me know, it, the listeners out there. If you don't believe in it, let me know. There was a miracle that a uh, a woman, after 23 years in a wheelchair, walked again after some spiritual healing. Have you heard about this story no. at all? No. Let me read this out to you. This woman was paralysed from the waist down when a drunk driver ploughed into her car on Christmas Day in 1987. Bad times. Horrible thing to happen. Then this year, during the visit to the British spiritual healer, Delia Knox suddenly stood up and walked, and the 46-year-old has been walking ever since. Now the video, it's quite a long video, so if you don't want to watch it, don't bother about it. Mm -hmm. But she's sitting in the wheelchair, the spiritual healer, puts his hand on her head and there's lots of talking, lots of shouting, lots of guitar playing and music and people bouncing around and arms in the air and waving around and believing and healing power flowing around the the, the room. And after about know, seven, eight minutes, she starts to shift her body around in the chair and it's all, oh, it's a miracle and they're touching her legs. And after all of it, she ends up walking around the room, not unassisted, but under it, under the arms of other people, and mm-hmm. she's walking. She's walking. You know, people going absolutely bonkers for this. And I'm just wondering if it was just nicely planned, and it was put out three or four days before Christmas, just just to highlight. You know, this is what Jesus can do for you. Now, I'm that might sound patronising. I apologise to anyone who thinks that is patronising. I find it very unbelievable let's put it like that I do too if she's been in a wheelchair for 23 years her legs should have no strength in them anymore yeah they her muscles would have contorted and maybe wasted away ever so slightly and her legs just wouldn't be able to support her weight I wouldn't have thought yeah maybe it's just me but what you know is it just coincidence that this story has come around and it's three four days before Christmas 
they put it out and hallelujah I, I'm very sceptical about it let's put it like that what's your name Delanox Delianox yeah Delianox it is a a very weird video the the thing with the video is I've seen I saw this and I wanted to double check it somewhere else so I found another video of it and the music is totally different in the two videos <laughs> of the same they're moment supposed, yeah the same moment there's supposed to be a live band playing and whether there's one video where you can hear her shouting hallelujah and she's walking around and this big band is playing and they keep telling the band to play again and again because you know something good's happening here guys keep playing mm -hmm. yeah but you go to the other video and you can clearly hear her sell, uh, shouting stuff and it's a totally different song from the band but the bands don't you know is that a miracle in itself i don't know <laughs> It seems like it, very slightly, but that's where I'm getting sceptical. You know, how, where does this mysterious second band come from, and why are there two different bands playing over it? Is it someone else putting a track over it, because then you'd hear the other band in the background if you can still hear her talking? Well, now, when do you think this happened? You think this happened in December? Uh, when did this happen? It doesn't actually say, does it? Well, here, I've, I've binged... Dillian Knox, and as I'm oh, looking okay. at the search results here, I, so I haven't got sucked into pop culture already. That's right. You? You've binged her. Well, all right. I'm looking at two different. You know, you can go to these links and you'll see the the full thing. But one of them says, at the Bay of Holy Spirit revival on September 3rd in Mobile, the Reverend Dillian Knox, who was known to have been paralyzed for at least 22 years, stood and took some steps on her own. Now I'm looking at a different site. Buffalo native Delia Knox has been in a wheelchair for the last 22 years. On Friday, August 27th, she got out and walked for the first time since the tragic accident in 1988. Didn't your thing say the uh, uh, 1987 was the accident? Yeah, her accident was on Christmas Day in 1987. I'm intrigued now. I think this is where... Maybe it's maybe it's not like a a church pushing this, but it is other is is it religious people pushing this story? Is it non-religious people pushing this story and saying, "Look, look at these people. They think they made this woman walk," or was she injured? Was she was she not injured? I don't know. And this is where I feel the um, what's the word the religious aspect of it 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 gets a bad name because. It's so so tunnel vision sometimes, and it's ploughed in the wrong way. Someone, maybe non-religious, has put this story out there three or four days before Christmas to say, look at this, this is what these guys can do. Anyway, I'm off down the pub. And just left it to, you know, he he's thrown the match on the fire and then just let everyone jump on it and fan the flames. I think you're right. I think it was definitely done at this time, you know, holiday time to try to stir something up. I've changed my Bing search to be Delia Knox hoax, and now I'm getting a whole bunch of uh, of other links. There is controversy over Delia Knox's miraculous healing. Some believers, and some believers too, are calling it a hoax. Others are rejoicing in the miracle of faith and praising Jesus. Delia walking unassisted after so many years has been called a miracle, a fraud, a fluke, and just plain weird luck. Okay, right, I've got three views for this on, on the uh, the newest comments at the bottom. Okay. 
We've got someone from Florida saying, if God can heal someone's paralysis, it would be logical that he could also heal the muscle atroph atrophy. Yeah, the muscle atrophy. And then the next one above that is, she might get a game for West Ham on Sunday. That's from David in Solihill over here. <laughs> and then Tony in Essex, oh please. <laughs> That's all we got. Well, that pretty much sums them all up. All the different views you could have. That's brilliant. So I guess it's it's been getting... Um, probably every two weeks it looks like there was some reaction to this. You know, starting in August and then... September, October, November. Here's a November 24th blog, The Continuing Testimony of Delia Knox. You know, as I said right off the bat, it seems like a hoax. But you would think if it was... If it was something that they felt strongly that wasn't a hoax, you know, they'd be bringing her to doctors and letting them study her legs because whatever caused the paralysis had to be pretty tangible, like nerves were severed or bone was broken. Or Yeah. Are we going to get more and more stories like this as we lead up to 2012? Especially uh, this year. Oh, by the way, are you calling it 2011 or uh, 2011 or anything else? Uh, I think I go 2011, but... Okay. Because I'm calling it 2011, just to be different. <laughs> Just to confuse people. Two as we, Yeah, I'll go with that one as well. But as we lead up towards uh, 2012, we're going to have more people, maybe it's the wrong word, but defecting towards religion or seeking religion because they're getting worried about what's going to happen to the Mayan calendar and you know, are, are the actual events of the film 2012 actually going to happen? I don't think the actual events of the film 2012 are going to happen. That's pretty bizarre. They have uh, that secret government arc that they built. I don't think that's quite going to be there. Yeah. <laughs> I. No, I'm not treating that as the Bible. Let's put it like that. But I, I feel towards the end of next year, maybe towards the end of this year, there'll be a lot more stories like this of trying to persuade people in the religious way. Mm -hmm. Or trying to condemn religion. Well, it's quite deep for a very uh, start of our third year, really, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but it, realistically this is no 2012 is no different than 2000. It's like, oh, you know, the computer's going to fail no. and the Y2K bug is going to make planes fall from the sky and it just gives us something to look forward to, I think. We got 2012. Ooh, could it happen? Because I remember in 19, let's pick a year, 95, I was looking forward to the 1999, uh, the eclipse mm -hmm. that was going to happen. I was looking forward to, oh, it turning 2000. Oh, 2001, they made a film about yeah. that year. <laughs> and then 2010. Now we've gone past that. There's no films dated like 2015 or 2032 or anything like that off the top of my head that I can think of. So really, we've reached, we've reached a point where there's, what is there to look forward to, <laughs> in date history, or because all the Star Treks in twenty five, whatever it is, yeah. isn't it? And Star Wars was a long time ago. So, what what do we look forward to now? We need something like this. 
Yeah, we, I'm trying to think. I remember Space 1999. I remember that TV show and thinking like, oh, one day that'll be that way. Yeah, but that's gone now. Prince, son, he wanted to dance like it was 1999. That was years ago. He's still dancing, though. After a brief height, it's disappeared mm. for a while, then he came back. Okay, let's get off this then. All right. Uh, I've got one more story for you, if you don't mind. No, it's fine. It's called Whitewash. A family emulsified in a car crash. A family found itself drenched in white paint after a huge tub of emulsion burst open during a car crash. The family of four emerged from their blue Fiat covered in white house paint after a crash with another car at a large intersection. They are believed to have been travelling home with five gallon, five gallons of DIY paint resting on the back seat. <laughs> Now, there's pictures of these guys getting out of their car. They're all drenched in white. It is brilliant. I love it. The inside of their car is just pure white. The car doesn't look damaged. I guess it must have, like, popped back out. Uh, No, they, they said that the two adults and two children emerged barely unrecognisable from their re- redecorated road transport. Fortunately, no one was hurt in the two-car crash. So that's all good. But it's just brilliant the way that they were all covered. In. There's a kid standing there looking at his dad going, what the hell happened? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> See, that cheers me up. <laughs> that should happen more often to people, I think. Just silly little accidents and big things like that happening. That's an awful lot of paint. Do it they have one, one five-gallon drum. I guess it's... I'm trying to think how big that is, but I mean, there's paint everywhere. Well, there's a. If you look on the on the first picture, the top picture, mm-hmm. I think that's a drum at the bottom, not the milk carton next yeah. to it. It must have eruptured. It just all the paint As, must have come out. It must have just been. I reckon you had the the parents in the front, the kids in the back, and in between the two kids, dad's gone. Yeah. You put your hand on that if we get into any difficulties. The kids have gone, yeah, Dad, don't worry. Yeah. And obviously he's hit the car or something's happened. He's stopped dramatically. And the the last thing on the kid's mind is, oh, where's the paint? And the paint's just gone flying in between the two parents, hit on the dashboard and just burst everywhere. Yeah, I love the comments. Not the comments on the article, but whoever put this on the site put like a little caption under each of the picture. So one of them says, although emotional, the family emerged unscathed from the crash. Oh, God. It doesn't matter. A picture paints a thousand words. Onlookers couldn't gloss over the unfortunate accident. Oh. He's clearly after a job. It's a, yeah, some intern is just kind of like, hey. This would be brilliant to put down there. Because <laughs> gloss is like a kind of paint. And so is Matt. It's brilliant. Oh, I'm witty. This will definitely get me that uh, movie review job. <laughs> oh, and on this same page is a link about the dead fish and blackbirds. Yes, yeah. It's Already national. Yeah, on, the, on the same page, there's another pic- picture um, of a man caught on camera killing the man taking the picture. I saw that. That's so... It's horrible that someone's died, but great that he took a picture of the man pulling a gun out. But just, ooh, freaky. 
He inadvertently caught his killer on camera while taking a family snapshot just moments before he was shot. Any horrible. Oh my god. Like so there's the the picture they have in the um in the link. But then you go farther down the article and you can see the it's actually cropped from a larger picture. And it, it's a family photo. You can see like the mom and the sister and the daughter and then over the daughter's shoulder is like this guy pointing a gun. Oh, it, oh, it's horrible, isn't it? Yeah. See, now we need another paint crashing car story, just to okay. gloss over that. Something oh, later. See, so I did that. <laughs> Let's see. Find something lighthearted here. Hey, do you know anybody who does any of those uh, polar bear plunges? Where they go swimming in the winter winter water, usually Christmas Day or January first or something. Is this why you've got the hell name, the Hellfire XXX? I just made that up. Polar bear plunges, dear. Polar bear plunge. You never heard of a polar bear plunge? No, I've never heard of a polar bear plunge. Oh, they do that all the time. What's they have, that then? It's uh, all along the coast here. They have like New Year's Day swims. They go in the ocean in, um, <laughs> in like forty degree temperatures. Is that like, what they're called? Yep. Here, I'll get you a link so that you know I'm not making it up. Let's see. Wow, it is actually called Polar Bear Plunge. Yes. The ag- Do you know the- make that more fun is if you had a huge swimming pool with sheets of ice on it, and you had to walk across it, and there's one thin part, and there's an, a polar bear <laughs> hiding underneath with breathing apparatus. And the person who falls through has to swim for their lives. I don't think that'd make it more fun. <laughs> I think that'd make it tragic. No, I think of the money they can make out of that sponsors and on Sky TV. It would be on Sky Sports. It'd be an annual event. Well, I know a couple people who, who went to do this this year. And I had that momentary, like, yeah, yeah, we should do that too. And thankfully decided not to. Could you I do think... it, though? No, could, I didn't. Could I, you I, take I, a plunge? I could, but it's I would need to be able to go somewhere warm like instantly after. Mm. See, I had trouble when I went to Portugal a couple of years ago and jumping into the cold pool, which was probably, I don't know, 15 degrees, and it was maybe 30 degrees outside, mm-hmm. and that was freezing. That takes your breath away. But no, not into sub-zero uh, seas. No, thank you. They all look so happy. <laughs> I think they're just numb. They can't tell. What, the picture of them all racing into the sea? Yeah. It's like, great idea, let's go. Oh, get out, get out, get out. Yeah, it'd be great to have 2,000 people running and go, oh, it's really cold! <laughs> and all 2,000 people turn around and run back out again. I don't know, but a lot of people go and do it. It's a big deal here, especially because we're, we're right on the coast, so people go. Each little beach town has one, but... Each year I sit there and think, oh, that sounds like fun for them. <laughs> But I don't, I don't anticipate doing that anytime soon. Wicked. Well, I think we've reached the end of the line for this episode, haven't we? Yeah, I think so. I think my uh, my man flu is coming back. So I think you should rest up. I should go play GT5. Yep. And everyone should... Reconvene in... next week and... Uh, yeah. Get the year started right. Yeah, we need to get back into the flow of things. I feel like I, I need to get on a roll and get some shows out now so coming at you like Cleopatra 
Yeah, we should be good. We um, have to figure out what we're going to do with Rethinking Lost. We really should uh, kind of revisit that at some point, too. Make a little update, kind of reflection on the time gone by. Yeah, we, we should do, really. Well, definitely, guys, visit our Facebook page. If you got story ideas, feedback, anything we talked about, just want to say hello and Happy New Year. <laughs> it's a great place to do that. You can also leave comments on the actual Podbean page. So it would be bombastpodcast.podbean.com. You can send us emails at bombastpodcast at gmail.com. And that's pretty much it. You got Twitter. You got Elton McManus or SHC1970 to follow us on Twitter. I'll be trying to get on Twitter a lot more this year. But yeah, give us give us a week to uh, gather some new stories, get some rest, heal a bit, and we'll be back with episode 72. Yeah, excellent. Uh, do we have a moral to work our way out of this? Maybe in seven words or less. Mm. My, my first thought is definitely uh, something with the paint. Even paint should wear a seatbelt. Paint does need a seatbelt. Clunk click before your trip. That's right. Oh, I like that better. Thing was. Trip <laughs> is that part of uh, like an ad campaign or something? I clunk think it was. Years ago, it was clunk click before every trip or something. And obviously, paint hasn't got arms, so it can't really do that. So you need a responsible adult to do that for the paint. <laughs> or maybe just put it in the boot instead of in between the kids. That would do that too. Then you wouldn't have all those tacky little captions underneath the photos in the newspaper article. Exactly. Glossing over the accident. What a punk for coming out with that <laughs> crap. Right, I'm out of here. Thanks all a right. lot, guys. We'll see you in a week. Ta-da. Right, bye. Bye.